Welcome back, everybody, to the Rice and Slice Go Show podcast. My name is Theo. Gentlemen, next to me is Chenji. Episode 39. What is going on? Welcome back. I feel Hello. like we need to do an episode where you, you kick it off and, and you kind of do the intro. That, that, that'll in, be chi- good. In, chi- in Chinese, in Chinese, yeah? You can do what you, what you want, mate. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, whatever makes you feel comfortable, you know? There Chinese, German, yeah. English, American, you, you can use... But it's okay, Theo. I think Spanish. everyone's used to your sexy voice by now. You know, it's like you're... It's, it's almost like a yeah. script. Like, we, we kick it off and it's like, okay, you know, because I, I can hear the music... Like the intro music, you can't hear the intro music. So every time wow. you see Chenji, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe by the way. If you're watching it on YouTube and you see Chenji in the intro, like bopping his head, he can't hear anything. <laughs> He's <laughs> pretending to hear something, which is very weird, but it is what it is. Um, no, but it's like I mean, am I out of? I mean, you can see sometimes I'm out of sync, but it's not because I'm out of sync and I don't have any musical beats in me. Like it's just like <laughs> just obviously always not, out of I'm sync. Not, exactly. <laughs> um, first of all, there we go. Mm-hmm. This week is episode thirty-nine. Yes. Episode forty-one. We have a guest. It's fair to yes. say. So what I'm going to do next week's episode, we can record it as normal. And yes. then the week after, we're recording it like the day that episode 40 is coming out. If the, the, I'm confusing everybody. but we Which have, is going to be a Wednesday rather than a normal Monday. Yes, recording. But the, the episode will, will drop on Wednesday. Um, yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I will tell you. Shall we, shall we say next week? Yeah. Just, it's, week. Not, it's, not, it's, yeah just, it's not like it's a massive secret. <laughs> but let's just say no, but it's next all, week. But it's also not like, I mean, it's also not like a regular podcast. I think it's going to be a fun little thing with uh, video content as well. Well, mate. I'm, uh, I'm, we are, I'm, we are I'm, on a day out. I'm pretty scared for that week, I mean, for, pretty, for that day. I'm pre- but I'm, we'll, talk about, uh, we'll talk about it more next week. How about that? I'm, I'll make a little Yeah, note. it sounds good. The lead up, the lead up. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, welcome back everybody to the podcast. Um, I'm feeling a bit out of it today. So I'm hoping that Chenji can once again carry the show. So Chenji, what do you mean once? Well, that was a bit you. sarcastic, wasn't it? No, <laughs> please, Chenji, over to you. You have forty-five minutes to talk about something related to golf. All right, brilliant. Let's do this. So I was in Scotland last weekend. I saw, mate. I was like, dude, like, wh- wh- what? What are you doing? And it was like Edinburgh Castle, whatever it was. You were, you were in some bougie places, mate. So I was invited for a wedding, right? right? But so, you know, it's been like the, well, it's been the invitation was there for like over a year. And then, you know, finally the day came and I'm like, okay. And I haven't bought the train tickets because I knew like, you know, there were the train strikes going on. I wasn't too sure if I'm going to, you know, if I booked a ticket and something happened, you know, uh, and tickets were expensive anyway. So I thought, all right, let's leave it last second. Like, you know, like, you know, worst comes to worst, I'll be drive, I'll drive up. Yeah. Right. So it's literally Friday. Um, the wedding's on Saturday. I haven't booked anything yet, dude. Why? Is, the- why are you always so last minute, man? The, no, is, is, I was always gonna go, but you know, Genji always finds a way. You know, dude, he always pull through you somehow. Are, you, for somebody that's that's like the opposite <laughs> of last minute, myself, it's so frustrating trying to organize something with you because you're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Like, do, do you want to play golf? At, let's say next week, and you're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And then I'm like, dude, no, I need to know so I can plan. What I need right, to do, I've got like no, a wife and whatever. But you, no, but you plan. I'll just, I'll just show up. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, like, but it's sometimes it's nice to kind of be planned a little bit, man. That's true. Like, that's like, true. Like, anyway, I'll tell you what. Somewhere in between me and you is like the perfect balance. 
I'm oh, way absolutely. over the top when it comes to organizing. And I'm you, way too last minute. You're you know, way and, you too know. last minute. I'm surprised I got you down for the Wednesday that we're going to, to do the podcast for in, in next week. I'm surprised you were like, yeah, let's go do it. And we, we managed to book it like 10 <laughs> weeks in advance. I'm genuinely like, I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, fair play. Yeah. Anyway, so basically it's Friday. I haven't booked anything yet. And I'm thinking, right, do I bring my golf clubs? <laughs> yeah, as, as, as you should. I mean, you, you are going... Uh, yeah, to Scotland, and it was like I, so. Basically, I didn't even realize it was bank holiday. We uh, was bank holiday, right? So I was like, oh, oh gosh, we have like a three-day public holiday weekend. So let's take up the clubs, you know, after the wedding, let's go play some golf. Um, but then checked out the weather; it was going to be quite, quite, quite crap. But you know, I thought, all right, you know, let's just go in there. And um, so obviously met a few um, Scottish people uh, in the wedding. Okay, right? It was kind of like you know half American, half Scottish, English family, and. Um, <laughs> Guess what? Everybody in Scotland plays golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. <laughs> like no surprises. Like because we, you know, we talked about this in one of our first episodes, right? After we came back from the Open, and we discussed like how many golf courses are there in Scotland? There are so many. It's and like makes you kind of in everybody's backyard. There's a, there's a golf course. Like in everybody's backyard, there's like two golf courses, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure there's more golf courses than there are McDonald's and KFC and Burger King combined. In Scotland, yeah, it's it's actually crazy how many. It's funny you actually say that about Scotland, right? Um, in probably end of July, middle of July, um, uh, me and my brother are organising like a little boys trip. Like when I say boys trip, is me and my brother, my dad, and my brother's two young kids, and we're going to rent a, a motorhome, and we're going to go somewhere in the UK. Nice. Spend like three, four days. Spend some time with dad. Spend some time with the kids. Spend some time with my brother. Perfect little holiday from for, for us all round. No, you know, no women, no, um, you know, just the boys, boys little trip, right? And uh, it'd be good for the kids as well as like a little adventure, whatever. And I'm selfishly con- trying to convince them to go Scotland <laughs> on a on a golf trip. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry, <laughs> not a golf trip on a, like on like a little uh, like a little RV car. Like we've never done it before, and I'm trying to find caravan parks where it's near to like good golf courses. <laughs> so I'm trying to book, uh, I'll, I'm, I will be taking my golf clubs just in case, because I've, I've actually found like a a, a, mo- uh, a caravan park, is that what you call it? A caravan park like, that has a that has yeah, a, yeah. a golf course in, in this caravan park. You're joking. No, it's got like a water park. It's got like a restaurant. It's actually quite nice. And, it's like uh, a center parks kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. And they have a golf course inside. But then again, I'm, I'm trying to book close to like, St. Andrews. I'm like, it's not that far. Like, it's only seven and a half hour drive. We'll we'll be fine. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, I I managed to sort it. But I don't think I'll be playing St. Andrews. I'm like, even if I have the chance, I would not do it by myself. I expect you or Stell to be there with me. Like, I'm not experiencing that. If you go, if if you're going to, if you're going to St. Andrews, like, you know, I'm, I'm dropping whatever you you know, like, you know, we're going right. Um, but you know, so I didn't get to play golf, but obviously, obviously like, you know, talked a lot about golf courses and golf, you know, in general with all the guys in there, some of the old boys as well. So I thought it was quite interesting. And, uh, so actually one of them was the bride, uh, the bride's father, actually big golfer. Okay. Um, you know, basically like, you know, talked about, uh, you know, a bit of Scottish golf, but you know, when he was living in England as well, you know, playing golf, you know, near London. And it's so basically like, you know, what it was really funny. So, um, once upon a time, the olden days, right. You know, when, um, he was working in like you know some kind of uh, technology company doing stocks and shares, you know, um, real time information kind of stuff. 
and uh, basically they got a contract to install something pretty cool in Wentworth. Okay. At Wentworth Golf Club. Right. So the the basically what they did is they installed these like real time um, stock market information in the lock in the members' locker rooms. What? That's the most <laughs> random thing you will ever install in a in the locker rooms. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure it's all gone now because obviously you can just check it on your phone, right? But back in the days when you know before the invention of smartphones, right? Obviously, when people came out for the day, you know, to Surrey to play around a golf, right? They'd be you know missing out on days worth of uh, trading data and like you know, missing out on making that money. That is crazy. <laughs> so what they've done is, you know, inside the members' locker rooms, they've installed, you know. Um, well, yeah, real-time market information so they can call their traders and, you know, buy stocks and shell, sell stocks. <laughs> and in exchange, basically, with this contract, they basically could, like, play golf and went with all the time. So they were just, like, having so much fun doing it. <laughs> That's the most... Ra- I would never have thought that they would, like, oh, yeah, we have that many, I don't know, um, what's it called, like, stock people working, uh, playing in this golf course. Let's just, inst- like, install... All the latest stock and stocks, you know, the tickers or whatever you call them. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. what? That's yeah, exactly. You know, like back in the days, if you think about it, these golf courses where all the deals happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, which know, makes sense. The network, which network happened. And, you know, still to this day, right? You know, if you remember of a, at a really exclusive club like Wobbin, like Wentworth, Sunningdale, you know, um, and if you invited somebody for a round there, people will literally clear their diary and go play the round. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? That's how you make friends. <laughs> Friends, I understand, because let's say you go to like a golf club, let's say, I don't know, uh, Moor Park, right? And uh, you don't mm. know anybody and you just want to join, I don't know, like a two ball or a three ball on a Saturday morning. And with the idea of you're going to try and meet new people, make new golf friends so you can play out, play golf with them. Like how me and you met, how, you know, all of my golf friends, mm. whatever. That I understand because you're you're still focused on your game and in between holes, you're having a chat with the person next to you that you just met. Uh, you might have some things in common. You might not, whatever. But you're still going to get through the round of golf. But in my, I, I always hear like, oh, yeah, so many business deals um, are being done on the golf course. And um, a lot. I, I know like a few people that play golf only to meet new people for business. And mm. I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine um, like doing the job that you do and you're playing golf but while you're f- trying to focus on your golf game, you're you're trying to um, impress somebody else with your resume on why they should be with you. I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't, I I can't. Do you let the other person win? Do you do you try your best? Like what? How does it work? It's it's so weird, man. Well, I think you know. Sometimes you know you gotta read the room, I suppose, right? It's like you know if you if you you know don't obviously people will know if you're letting people win if it's that obvious. But just have a good time, and I think you know this. And this is how again you know I think about it. It's not you know business is all about relationships, right? Same as like you know how you meet friends, how you you know, how we became you know really close friends as well, just because of this shared passion of golf. Yeah. Right. And same thing in business, right? You know, it's it's you just build a relationship on the golf course and. You know, if you start to trust each other on the golf course and start playing together and vibe together, why shouldn't you be doing business together and making money together? That I completely right. understand, right? So if me and mm. you, let's say, we go out and uh, if you're trying, let, let's say, I don't know, you're a, a financial advisor, let's say, right? And and you mm-hmm. want me to sign up with you. For example, I'm just, I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm just saying. So you're, mm-hmm. so me, I, when when we go, I'm going to, I'm going to know that you're going to try and get me as a client, 
and you're mm-hmm. gonna and you're gonna know that you need to try and get me as a client. So how does it work? Do you start up a conversation like, okay, so who who manages your portfolio, or would you just like play the round, play a couple of, or just completely leave it as it is, and then well, I think- and then afterwards, after the golf, after you've established a relationship and a friendship, you'd be like, oh, by the way, I'm a financial advisor. If you ever need any help, here's my number. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Or would you bring it up while playing golf, like in between shots? That's what I don't well, understand. I th- well, Theo, right? You know, like in a golf course, you're spending literally like, you know, four hours together, if not five hours together, if yeah. it's like playing slow on a Saturday or Sunday, right? So you're, just, you're bound to kind of talk about stuff about your life, your hobbies oh, and big all this time. and that. Which is, which yeah, is one exactly. of the best things because you're, like me, I enjoy playing with new people because you almost like interview that person and you yeah, definitely yeah. have one thing in common, golf. Yeah. So if yeah. nothing else works, like, oh, what do you do? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I work at McDonald's, for example. It's like, okay, I don't find that I don't find that interesting. But you know, who's your favorite golfer? And then you kind of kick it off from there because you always have, yeah, have exactly. something in common. But you never know. Like, so, sometimes you might find something interesting. Like, uh, I was playing. It was actually my birthday. My birthday a couple of years ago, and I was playing with uh, in a group of random people. It was me, Stel, and two, two other random people. One guy was a policeman that was a part-time photographer. And halfway through, I think I might have mentioned this before, halfway through on the back nine, that, and because it was like my 25th birthday or whatever, he stopped playing golf. That This part, this policeman and part, slash part-time photographer stopped playing golf. And on the back nine, he went to his car, got his massive like professional Canon camera out, and he walked the back nine and just took pictures of us. And he sent them to me as like a birthday gift. And I was like, well, well, that, 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 that would never happen if you don't start conversations with random people, right? While, while you're playing golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so weird. But yeah, it's, I know. it's just it's just one of those things. But hey, I, you, just, I, you just learn about what you, what, what you do with each other, right? And, you know, the conversation starts where you can, you know, do some potential business. You do some potential business. I'm, and I feel like, you know, financial advisor is a good example, I think, you know. So they're like, <laughs> you can never avoid them on the golf course. It's just what they do. Yeah, um, but... Same, I, but again. I've always found it a bit awkward as well. Like, yeah, you know, been, yeah, I don't, I don't like to talk about business on the no, golf course, right? It if, just if, usually, it usually it, but it always just happens, you know. Because again, people I, ask you I what you that. do, I get that, you ask yeah. them what you do, and you try to help each other out. And I think yeah. this is ultimately what golf is about. Golf is about helping each other out, big right? time. Like, you know, Theo, if you ever need anything, you know, you ask me, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Which, which, which is what, of, you know, what the conversation that we've had anyway. But you don't do it from a a financial gain point of view. You per- you personally, with me anyway, you do it as a friend trying to help a friend out thing. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and, Absolutely. and obviously likewise with me. But it's it's weird if if I'm the client and you're the I don't know, the seller and you're trying to sell me something. Me personally, the last thing I would want to do is you trying to sell me something. Like let's just enjoy the golf. But that's mm-hmm. me. Well, yeah, exactly. Does no, but you know, you know, you, you definitely shouldn't be selling weird. any. You, you definitely shouldn't be selling anything on the golf course, right? It should just be like a casual conversation, right? If you know, again, if they're interested in what you do, if they, you know, if they think you can do 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 well well at what you do, right? I think you know that's something you can follow up after the game, yeah. right? But you know, in the game, and if they want to strike a conversation about learning more about you know, again, what you what you sell, what you service, what you do, right? You know, you just keep on saying in a casual way without selling anything, right? So. I mean, the biggest art about selling is like, you know, you're basically, you know, you're selling something without selling something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, isn't it? So, yeah. So, you know, I think obviously still lots of things happening in the golf course, um, right? So, um, but yeah. And then also he was basically like, you know, when he was living locally in Edinburgh, he lives locally in Edinburgh. And, um, you know, once um, 
he basically he, um he does he volunteers at all these major sort of events right like for example he 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 um he uh he volunteered at the open um that was at um we're about in Muirfield yeah um what was that again like you know 10 years ago or something yeah. when Phil Mickelson won it right so basically they called him up and said like you know would you like to be a marshal um and it's like the 72nd marshal <laughs> so you know what the 72nd marshal does no they literally just stand on the grid and count you know how long how, how long the people are using like are taking the putt because you have like a 72nd rule <laughs> wait what say that again there's a 72nd so, so you know, rule there is like there is like I mean obviously you can't take forever. There is like a you know pace of play rule, right? Yeah. You can't take forever. Yeah. I did and not know there was like a seventy second rule. Yeah. So literally, like you know, there is there are there are marshals, right? You don't see this on TV, no. but there's literally always marshals, yeah, like yeah. volunteer marshals, right? Not just the paid referees that are you know roaming around the course, but on every hole there are volunteer marshals, you know, who are usually you know either captains of a certain club or are, you know quite you know, been long-standing members of a game. Yeah. And um. Yeah, they're just literally like there to like you know enforce all these little mini rules on the green wait, wait. on the course. So if if this guy if he's there, is he like on the side of the green with a, like a stopwatch? And whenever yeah, uh, Cam Smith much. walks to the ball, he starts a stopwatch. He goes, "Okay, let's see how long he takes." Really? Yeah, that's right. I did yeah, not. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if this is like a silly of me to not know, but I did not know. No, but I'm, I'm surprised you didn't realize that when you when you were volunteering at you know JCB, they um, must have had marshals you know in different places as well. Right? Yeah, but I I didn't see that. I I don't think they had them on every single green. I'm not gonna lie to you, because I did witness um one of the pros cheating on the green, and obviously it was a... you, no way. Did you actually? Yeah, I told you. I th I'm sure I told you this. Wait, you didn't? No, you didn't. So go on then I don't, oh, do we talk okay. do we talk do we talk about this in the do we talk about I, this in the I, podcast I think we must stop. I don't I don't, no I don't think so I don't think so there's no way that I didn't right so I've got a ball and a marker so this is what happened I don't know who this player was it was on the on, on the second day I think it was it was on the second day it was on I could even tell you what hole it was it was on the 16th green at JCB there was a guy professional like legends tall player no idea who he is his ball was on the green the marker was uh he put the marker behind the ball no he put the marker behind in f in front of the yeah behind the ball behind yeah. the ball yeah no he put the marker in front of the ball oh no way and then he Qu put it quickly picked up the ball cleaned it like literally it a split second and then he went and put the, the ball in front of that marker no way initially he gained he, like an inch yeah. And obviously, but what? It's you know it, it it's rule break breaking, and I saw that, and I was literally it's disqualification, dude. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I was two meters away from this guy, three meters away from this guy, and I was watching him do that. Like the first thing that I noticed was when he put the, the marker in front of the ball, and I was like, huh, that's a bit weird. And then I saw him pick up the ball quick. Like he obviously he he did it uh, smoothly. He wasn't like so blatant with it. And then I saw him put the ball, like literally put the ball in front of that marker. And I was like, looking around, like, is nobody else seeing this? There was like 10, 15 people around the green. Nobody noticed. I think nobody noticed because it wasn't his turn to put. Somebody else was, was putting. So he just went and kind of marked his ball while they were like looking at it. But I, I don't know why. It just caught my eye. I was like, there's no way. Like, nobody's going to believe me. No one's going to believe me. But yeah, that actually happened. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I don't think you, I don't think you mentioned the, that to me. Sorry? 
That's cra- that's crazy. Really? I don't think you said it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> that's remember cr- it. That's very, crazy. Very, you... very, very vividly. My... Oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like. But I mean, come on. It's. I mean, but you know, like, you know, it's it's one thing to be like in a in a in a Legends tour event, right? You know, it's another thing to be in the open. So I'm sure they've got loads of like. You know, oh no, big enfor- time Listen, enforcers. Well, so. Oh yeah, at the open. There's like, there mate. There's marshals everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Which is exactly. fair enough. Um, you know, they need to look after the crowd. They need to look after the players. They need to look after you know everybody. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, fair you, play. you know also. So you know also right. You know, like you know, one course that I've always really wanted to play, and I've told you like you know lots of things about that. We probably, I'm pretty sure we talked about it in the early stage of this uh, podcast as well last year. It's the Renaissance uh, Renaissance Club. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Right, and we talked about they have this like you know one time experience. You can go play there once, but if you want to play there, you know again you have to become a member which is ultra, ultra expensive because it's owned by these American billionaires, basically, who turn it into, like, you know, one of those private members' grounds, right? Um, and then, but if you volunteer at, at the Scottish Open, which is held at the Renaissance, and you get, basically, you get a free round. That's what the volunteers get. That's really so, cool. That's <laughs> we should cool. do that. We should really do that. I'm down you know. for that. You know, it's actually funny, right? Uh, speaking of volunteering... Um, when I volunteered at JCB as a as a greenkeeper, first of all, I didn't expect to be raking bunkers. I th- I, I I thought I was gonna be like walking around like a marshal, like with a quite please sign. Like that's what I thought. Just mm-hmm. give me something easy. But I was so happy that they, that they gave me the the jobs that, that they did. So I was talking to the to the greenkeepers that work at JCB, and there's a website called Bigger that if mm-hmm. you are a um, we've spoken about this before, but I'll bring it up again because when we spoke about it, like there was nobody listening. Not not like there's anybody listening now, but you know, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised people. how many people they are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so there's a website called Bigger, and what this is essentially is if you are a greenkeeper, you are allowed to sign up to this website and you pay like a six forty to sixty or eighty pounds a year membership. You get free rounds. Well, no, you you are ex- you can call up let's say like random golf clubs and say hey i'm a member of bigger i want to play at your course and nine times out of ten they will just let you play for free even courses are very expensive and if they don't let you play for free they will give you like a heavily discounted price and also bigger is used as a c uh like a cv and an advertising website as well so there was actually a uh, like with me for example if i was a greenkeeper uh, and I, um, I don't know, I, I was a greenkeeper at Mikulova and I, I knew that JCB was looking for volunteers. I would go on the bigger website, I would sign up through that and I would get points depending on how good I was. And those points, um, you know, rack up, rack up. And then eventually I could qualify to volunteer at St. Andrews as a greenkeeper. And, uh, and, and there was actually a, like two people that worked at JCB that volunteered for the masters and they were there for like 10 days or two weeks. Wait, like literally the the, the, the recent masters, like last uh, few weeks. Not. It might have been 2019 or it might have been 2018, but yeah, they did. Do you, it's do, mad, do you right? reckon any one of them went like this time around? Uh, I wouldn't be. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised because, like, they were saying how grueling it was to work there, but I, but it was like the best experience of their life because to be, to be a greenkeeper, you not you don't you do it because you genuinely love. To cut grass, you, you are genuinely mm. interested in that agriculture, and you you want to learn as much as you can. Nobody does it like by. I could be completely wrong, but what I saw at JCB, 
Nobody that worked there full time was there just to work and get a paycheck at the end of the month. They all like genuinely loved what they did and they were so proud of what they did. And I was, that's what made me um, proud to like be a part of that team because they were just so happy to be there. Actually, I have a, a picture. <laughs> Of uh, of uh, of all the greenkeepers oh, and the, and the volunteers at JCB that like we, we got this like gifted at the end of the of the thing with uh, what do you call it with the winner is it Seb Stracker the winner I can't remember who it was but yeah. wait no he's not you know he didn't uh, was it oh, again I, no I it was a it was an old guy yeah 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 but no, here not I Seb Stracker in the he's a younger guy corner, uh, just happy as a clam <laughs> loving life mate <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we love it but yeah it, it, it's it's pretty cool man like imagine racking up points and then being like oh uh like everything's paid for you like they pay like the masters pay for your flights and everything and accommodation but wait no way so yeah. so you're not so basically like you're not like one of those you're like a proper uh, proper professional volunteer not like one of those people you just kind of like i suppose keep keep the watch keep the time and all that kind of stuff right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so with me for example me uh, because i'm not a green keeper by trade i can volunteer to go to jcb I can even volunteer to go to St Andrews, whether they accept me or not. They, you know, who knows? Yeah, of course. But, but it's all. But you have to. But, you know, everything comes out of your pocket, right? So. Uh, no, because even with JCB, they were like, "Oh, uh, if you don't have a place to stay, we can put you up somewhere for like a week." There's ah, no okay. problem. Fine. And they feed you oh, and everything, nice. so that, that that's not a problem. But um, it's just the jobs is going to be different. So for me, because I'm not a greenkeeper by trade, um, they're going to put me on like bunker duty, and like, I'm going to be raking bunkers, which is fine. I, I don't expect to be mowing greens, you know. But somebody mm -hmm. that comes from, I don't know, let's say Northamptonshire Golf Club and they, their job is a greenkeeper and they mow lawns or, you know, they're a sprayer or that kind of thing. When they come to JCB, they will be trusted. Th those people will be trusted to, to mow lawns and they would like cut the grass, whether it's fairways, whether it's approach, whether it's on the greens. They're not going to be like, oh, we don't trust you because we don't know you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if you told us you can cut greens then we believe you. If, if, you're, if you're good at rolling greens, then that's your job for the week. Mm -hmm. For me, though, mm -hmm. they would never let me do that, obviously, because I have no idea what I'm doing. If they let me, like, uh, um, like cut the edges, you know, that, that's a bonus. But, you know, it is what it is. It's just part of the thing. Like, why would I want to ruin a green or, a, or, a, or the fairway when it's so pristine? You know, that's the last thing I would want to do. Just create even more headaches for everybody else. So I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm happy. Give me some dirt. I'll fill up the divots on the on the fairway. As long as I'm I'm walking on the same fairway that with the pros and I'm like in the mix, I'm happy. Like I don't mind raking bunkers, dude. I had blisters the first day of me. There's there's like ninety there's ninety six bunkers at JCB on the and obviously I didn't rake all ninety six, but I, I raked a good few, mate. And they're not small. I had blisters and my hands were bleeding by the end. And I was like, mate, I had such a smile on my face when I got home. I can't wait for this year, man. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> and there's a few Dude, uh, JCP boys listening. If you, if so you, shout out to you guys. If you, are, if you are the head greenkeeper, you wouldn't invite me back for wrecking the bunkers, would you? Uh, no, but I promise you, you would be a pro. If you came to JCP for one day and you were raking bunkers, mate, you would be an yeah, absolute true, to be pro fair. by get, the end of it. Get some, get some proper training. Oh, yeah. Which kind of, re which kind of re like, you know, re sort of reminds me of like, you know, you know, you know, like last year, right? When the when there were a bunch of holding ones made at the Waste Management Open, Phoenix Open. Yeah. Um, you know, at the stadium hole. And then obviously recently at, you know, the um, the equivalent, the live equivalent in Adelaide. Yeah. which is the uh what do they call it again the the party watering hole. hole or something yeah something the like, party, yeah, something like yeah. that yeah so and when you know chase kapka made that hole in one yeah. 
And did you, so I was looking at like social media, right? And all these different angles of the Napoleon ones made. And obviously people are throwing cans, beer cans, water bottles, everything, right? And you can see when people threw these like beer cans, there would be, there are loads of marks that were made on the green. Yeah. Like, yeah. who I, go, who I'm, knows? are there like a bunch of volunteers? They just literally just expected that to happen. Same with the Phoenix so, Open. Like, I want to see the, like, I don't want to, I mean, I don't just want to see people throwing beer at the green. You want to see the clean I up. also want to, I want to see how do they clean it up, right? Yeah. There's like, there's everything from not just like water bottles, but like, you know, water bottle caps, like these tiny objects, right? Right. Which doesn't just take like a, a man with a, with a, with a, with a bin line and to kind of clean up. Yeah. Like you have to find them in the bunkers. Like imagine, like imagine, all right, you're, 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 you know, you're the guy teeing up after Chase Kepka making the hole in one and you made it into the bunker and now it's sitting on top of a bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd be fuming. I, I, I genuinely <laughs> think that they, they had a plan in place. If that happened, everybody to go in, clean up. Like, I want to see some videos yeah. of like the cleanup, that, like how long it must question. have taken, right? And and like the you know, same thing with the Phoenix Open, right? Because obviously there were so many like objects being thrown at the green and the tee box, and you know they probably had to suspend play for like 10, 15 minutes just. To Which get is not that long, up. considering you know how many how, the mess they made. Fifteen like, minute cleanup. At least, I mean, bad. again, you know, it's easy to get, you know, it's easy to get a bunch of people that just literally like you know pick up a bunch of rubbish. Yeah. Um, but you know, you look at the damage that they've caused onto the green, right? Like, yeah. you know, Literally, just like literally, just like divots basically everywhere, and you think, right? So are there just a bunch of you know greenkeepers like you know going there with little pitch pitchforks and stuff? You, what <laughs> you know? What if they got like a you know the rollers? Like the, the, yeah. that roll that roll on the green to make the greens faster. What if yeah. one of them kind of ro- like drives up, rolls the green to like flatten out all the all the divots and everything, and then just yeah, gets but off? but but would that then change the characteristics of the green it, and make it, it unfair to the people yeah, afterwards? Yeah, it, it, it might have done. I mean, either way, it, it's either that or there's you know beer on the green, like like a like a liquid beer just all over the green or whatever. I don't know, man. It's it's a very good question. It's, it'd be good to kind of see. I'm surprised we haven't actually seen a video on this, like or like a cleanup video. Like not just even a cleanup video, but just like a shout out to all the people, the volunteers, right? Like you know, who yeah. are cleaning up, who are cleaning up. And I think a lot of people, you know, would appreciate that, right? Looking at the heroes behind the scenes, you know, making sure the dude, the know, amount of work the they game put in, carries man. on. Dude, that is like 70, 16, 17 hour days. It's crazy. Mm. The work that greenkeepers put in, and not only that, that most greenkeepers obviously work for the club and they get paid and then they might get double whatever they get normally. But there's a lot of greenkeepers, if not more volunteer greenkeepers than what there are paying greenkeepers. Dude, man, they put the same exact work in that as anybody else for free, you know, for, I don't know, like a handshake and a pat on the back saying good job. They love what they do, man. It's so inspirational. It genuinely is. Uh, for somebody to be in love with the golf course that much that you're willing to, or be in love with a certain event or, you know, whatever, that much that you just want to work on it for free. It's it's amazing. It's so great to see. Mm. I can't wait to go back. I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, absolutely. Well, speaking of events, your favorite golfer just won the trophy. <laughs> he did. It, you know what? Uh, first of all, yeah. Uh, Tony Finau won the, is it Mexico Open? Yeah, but the which is funny story. enough because 
it's the it's called the Mexico Open at Vedanta now because Liv Poach, the original golf club that they were playing no at. No way, I didn't so, know that. That's so good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a few, like, I think back in February, right, Liv Tour had the uh, golf tournament in Mexico, right? Yeah. Which was at the um, uh, Mayacoba Golf Course, which is, I think, probably the, pre- the premier golf club and probably the most expensive well-kept one in Mexico. I actually really wanted to play there. Um, El Camaleón. And um, but yeah, so last year they poached them away, from, and that used to be where they held the PGA tours. Um, you know, Mexico Open every single year. Oh wow! So obviously, lift took I didn't know that. So now it's held in uh, the Vedanta. Yeah. Um, it, is it in Cancun? I think it might mate, even be in Puerto like Vallarta. A really, but like, really nice golf course. Obviously, you know, it's for us. We're going to struggle, but for the pros, mate, they, they were just smashing it around, weren't they? But yeah, yeah. Like Tony Fina absolutely smashed it. I'm so happy for him. He's. I, I mean, everybody knows my love for Tony Fina. Uh, but the best story of the day was Tony Finau winning the Mexico Open and then three hours later going and caddying for his two boys at like a random local par three course. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. That was brilliant. And you just see Tony Finau just literally right as soon as he finished winning Mexico Open, he goes home, he eats and then goes, come on, let's go. It wasn't like a competition or anything. And it was like middle of the night and they had like the floodlights on or whatever. And he was just walking around the golf course holding two golf bags while his boys like played golf. And I'm like, fair play, man. Fair play. Oh, that's good. That's During brilliant. the Netflix documentary, there was a lot of like um, talk going around. Like, oh, the reason why Tony Finau is not winning or not playing up to his best is because his family's on the road with him. And then as soon as that came out, they, they, they saw how supportive his family is. And, and dude, I follow his wife on TikTok. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't remember her, her name. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure she's not listening, but it's fine. But she's honestly is like for me. I love like all the behind the scenes and everything. And she posts like um, like the boxes that he gets from Nike every week. And he's like, okay, so this is Monday's clothes. This is Tuesday's clothes. And she like sorts out all his like you know behind the scenes. It's so cool. And uh, his she like you know all the events that go on. It's very cool to see. And and it's a very supportive family. And it's so nice to see Tony doing well. Obviously, he's always been doing well, in my opinion. Like, he's always top 10, top 15 anyway. But for him to get a few wins in the past year, he's got, what is this, like his fourth win or fifth win in a, in a space I, of I think it's like his fourth win in his last, like, 18 starts or something like that, which is actually really, really good. Yeah, it's fair play to him. I love I love Tony. I, I've, I've always enjoyed his golf. And, uh, and yeah. I've got his signature like, somewhere did, up there. Did you did 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 you hear? Did you hear like there was like this curse um that I think Tony Fina actually broke, um, which was like, you know, so people who would win the Puerto Rico Open would never win again. <laughs> was this like <laughs> and, a curse? And I think so it was like a curse. So basically every winner, like, you know, who won at um Puerto Rico, right? Uh, the Puerto Rico Open basically never won a second event in the, on the PGA Tour. Wow, I did not then, know that. I think to, so Tony Vina won it, obviously. Yeah. And then he won again. The week so after. So I think that curse was broken. Fair play. And then, not the week, not the week after, but like, I think it was something like, you know, a few times afterwards. Yeah. Um, but he would, you know, like, you know, he would come in like second so many occasions afterwards, right? So, which was really frustrating. And then Victor Hovland won it as well. But he's obviously like, you know, one of the tournaments and thereafter as well. So that curse has officially been broken. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that 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 that, that didn't last because it's a shame for people like Victor Hovland and Tony Finau to not get a second, you know, yeah, win or a major or whatever. Well. But yes. Yeah, but did you see also John Rahm as well, right? You know, he came in second. Yeah. Right. You know, he was playing some incredible golf, right? I think broke the course record. Yeah, there, he did on the, the first day at the Vedanta course. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Putting like a sixty-one. Yeah. Um, but you know that also means that he's actually, you know, he's now become the single 
uh, he has he holds a record for single most money made for well, the most amount of money made in the single season. Yeah. Right. Dude. So he topped Scotty Scheffler's mm-hmm. forty million last season. So he's made he's made forty two million now. Yeah, but he's he's made that within like four months. No, is that not how is that is not is that, is that not what it was? So Scotty Scheffler made how much money did Scotty Scheffler make last year? Like forty million. And uh, in, and that's I, I I could be wrong. And that's in the year of twenty twenty two, right? So John Ram has made more money than that already, and it's only May. Is that not not how it goes? No, 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 that's not how it goes. I think, like, they calculate the PGA season differently. Right, okay, fair enough. But speaking of money, mate, and lots of money, yeah. Liv, Taylor Gooch won his second Liv event back-to-back like, in he could, actu- he could actually win 40 million in, like, four events, Dude. right? <laughs> so he obviously, he, they play Adelaide, he wins $4 million. And then the week after they play in Singapore, he wins again, another $4 million. Plus the team event as well. They Plus, came number, yeah, they came first. He's made like That's another five million. million. It's crazy how much money Taylor Gooch has made. Obviously, he's a great, a great at golf. But my God, it's just crazy to see. Did you have you Dude, heard? I still, and I still have my hat with his like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with his like with his autograph, yeah. right? <laughs> have you heard about what happened with him in Australia? What happened? He got taxed and he was not happy. He got taxed like oh yeah, like forty eight percent or something. Yeah, forty three percent. He got taxed like a lot. Half like, the money's uh, gone. Where is it? I've got it written down. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was like 43% it, it was, or something. So he had to pay nearly $2 million uh, to the Australian government on taxes. And he wasn't happy. He was like on a, on the four-player podcast saying like how he wasn't happy or whatever. And I'm like, dude, man, like, relax. <laughs> you are going to be fine. <laughs> You've already made money without even winning that live. You've won one, uh, one event. You've just won your second one now. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess money's a motivation for them still, but... He <laughs> was just one of them weird things, man. I don't know. Yeah. Well, these guys are these guys are like you know just out of them to make money, right? And actually, speaking of money as well, I didn't actually. I've only noticed this time. I don't know. I don't know when you realized this, right? That Thomas Peters was part of the Live Tour. I don't even know who Thomas Peters is, mate. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have. I don't know who Thomas. Peters but you, but you know, you don't know who Thomas Peters is. No. The, Bel- the Belgian. I-, I need to see a picture. He's like a really tall guy. He's got a really good swing as well. We saw him um, at the Open last year. Nope, I don't, I've I, never seen him before. Have you not known? Okay, he's actually a really good player, right? Like, okay. you know, I think he's ranked, you know, number 30, 40 something. He won like a Rolex Series event last year at the PGA Seven Tour. Seven professional wins on the PGA Tour. Uh, highest ranking, twenty third. Current tour, to European tour, and live to- live golf apparently. Yeah. Which makes yeah, sense. Liv Golf. So basically, like, and then I thought, oh, oh, wow, because he's actually one. He's got one of my favorite swings as well. Like, he's a really powerful guy, um, and uh, I think I've got his uh, autograph as well on my flag. But anyway, so he joined in February, right? Like, which is kind of really low key, and the time was really, really funny as well, because he was really looking forward to play at um, the Genesis Invitational, so Tiger Woods's Invitational. Yeah, and but he didn't get an invite. So he was like, right? Forget so he PGA, was like, I'll join so, Live. No, no, no. So basically, he then he's, he then sent a Twitter post, right, saying that, you know, um, very disappointed that I couldn't be part of, um, you know, couldn't um, didn't get the invite for 
the Gen- Genesis Invitational. Um, I guess, well, you know, I'm number 34 in the world, so that's why they didn't give me an invitation. You know, blah, 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 blah. So you're a bit of like a passive aggressive post. This you know, rings a bell. I think, I think I've seen this. I've, I've heard about this, but I didn't know it was this guy. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. And then literally, literally like a week later, right? Man joins Liv Tour for, I think it was the Mexico Open, actually. Yeah, the Mexico Open. And then people obviously like, you know, draw those lines together. But then I think he clarified that actually literally, so he was obviously like chatting with friends, getting annoyed, you know, that again, you know, he was, I mean, people were like making fun of him, saying that his friends were making like, you know, gentle jokes and him saying, oh, you, sh- you know, you should have been teeing up with Tiger actually right now, but you know, I uh, didn't get invited, did you? So he was like, basically like posted something on Twitter. And then the next day he got a call up because one of the, um, one of the rosters um, in the, in the live tour, right? Hudson Swafford um, went to like, you know, went to a, uh, through a hip surgery. So he was out for the season, so which meant that opened okay. up a spot for another person to join. So basically, and I think somebody else, another, you know, uh, another open sort of, um, another, um, what's it called again? Like spot on the roster also came out. So there were two spots, right? So basically him, he got the call up, right? Thomas Peters and Danny Lee from New Zealand. He got the call up as well. That's when both of them joined, you know, as new members of the Live Tour. Does this um, mean that the guy, uh, who was it that had a hip injury? Hudson Swafford. So does that mean that Hudson Swafford loses his place at Live? Well, technically he's lost his um, place at Live for the season, but so who what knows what the contract season? says for next season? I don't know. When he you know recovers, you know he might be back, right? And I think it's going to be interesting as well because you see people come and go all the time at Live, right? So it's literally like they're making this into like a transfer market, isn't it? Yeah, which is fair, like, fine. Could, but it's they, like they what, could, once they you will, go, you going to Live. I understand. When you leave Live, like where are you going? No, does it? Does that make sense? Like, who does the PGA want you back? Like, we haven't heard anything. No, the P, the PGA is not going to want you back. But no. obviously, like the DP World Tour and the Live Tour are still, you know, going through an ongoing. They're going through like this uh, legal battle, right? Right. Which I think the results of which are going to come out in the next couple of weeks because I think it's in the final stages, okay. where obviously, like you know, the I think actually the British court ordered. So basically, like you when know, the DP World Tour banned all the Live Tour players from playing at DP World Tour events, right? Um, the players then countersued. Um, and the they DP lost World that, Tour, and then basically like the DP World Tour, uh, they haven't lost it, but they gave a temporary sort of like you know what's it called like a restraining order, some kind of order, legal order, saying that you know to remove that that remove the ban temporarily, right? Until they resolved this whole legal issue, right? Of uh, who's right, who's wrong. So obviously, like you know, temporarily, you know that's why you see all these you know live tour players teeing it up, you know, everywhere from Wentworth to you know, um, well, you know, in these DP World Tour events. Um, but obviously in the next couple of weeks, a result might come out and saying that, okay, yes, they can continue to play at the DP World Tour or no, the ban will be fully enforced and they will not be able to play anywhere else, right? So, but I think they can still play in the Asia Asia Tour, right? Which is not affiliated with the PGA Tour. But anyway, so they don't really have a lot of places to go, but I think they're going to really create this little ecosystem of, you know, if you're good enough, join the roster and the team will pay for it. Right to pay for a spot, um, you know, to, to pay for a spot. So I think it's going to be quite interesting the format that it'll, it'll become, right? Because it's still evolving. And speaking of money as well, right? If you really look at it, obviously golf is, you know, golf is a big, big sport. Not not as big as football, but like, okay, there's 14 events at Live Tour, right? And each event has a purse of 25 million, whereby the winner gets four million pounds, and then another million pounds gets divided up by the team event as well, right? Another five million pounds or something. Um, if you if you times twenty five million by fourteen, you know what is that? Three hundred and fifty million pounds, like dollars, 
sorry, yeah. $350 million. That's like the wage bill of Spurs or less than that. It's way less than that, no? No, it's it's way no. more than that, sorry. No, I don't think so. Like Chelsea just spent 500 million on transfers and the annual wage bill is something like crazy as well. Like if you Google right now, what's Chelsea's annual wage bill? So what you're saying... So basically, like the whole of Live Tour's prize money, right, is basically one football team, one one Premier League football team's wage bill for the year. Without and that, that doesn't even include, you know, transfer fees and all of that. You might be right, you know. Like literally, Google right now Spurs because obviously Theo is a Spurs fan. So if you think about yeah, it, Ch- Chelsea people- is two hundred uh, estimated total. Oh wow! Estimated total salary for Chelsea is two hundred and twelve million dollars um, pounds. So yeah, so that's like two hundred and fifty million, three hundred yeah, million at least, right. you know, dollars, right? Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, but Liv is not making any money, are they? They're definitely not making that much money where they're making profit. They're, they're way off making no, profit. Well, of course they're like they're definitely not making any money right now, right? But if you think about it, if you think there is a potential in the game, right? It's you know in the grand scheme of things, if this is like a billion market will it be though oh they've i think spent, it will be they've spent the way over a billion like spent right now yeah and this is second se- only the second season how many years until they've make that money back before they even start making a profit it's i think they're so far off they have so much work to do like surely they're gonna run out of money man like come on how much how rich are, are these people to the point where like how many? I don't know, man. Like, do you reckon they were like, yeah, okay, I have seven. I'm, I'm a billionaire. I have seven. I don't know. I'm, I'm estimated worth fifteen billion dollars. I will give you one billion dollars. Do what you want with it, and then if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because from one million to one billion is a big difference. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just I think they have so much money to blow, and not only that, they don't know what to do with it. They're like, yeah, let's just create a golf league. See what happens. Have some fun. But it's well, just I don't think weird. they've. I don't think they've spent a billion yet. I think they're going to get there soon, right? Dude, they're going to. Yeah, I can see them not spending a billion. But if you're telling me like the three, the three hundred million, three hundred million, on the wage bill, but, right? Yeah. Right. I like two hundred, like three hundred fifty million in like total sort of like so, prize money. So times two. That's right? that's seven hundred million just on wages, just on prizes, right? Plus, yeah, yeah, it's like two years. So, yeah, plus like production, plus you pl- know, no, no, all no, that. Forget production, staff. Forget that. Plus the, I'm talking about the sign-on fees that the players got. That's way yeah, over true. like a billion, no? Yeah, a, possibly. Yeah. Wait, are, so, so a billion is one thousand million, right? Yes, that's right. So if they've already spent seven hundred billion on just on the prizes, on the on the on the what do you call it? On the on the prizes. For you know, for the for the purses for every event, plus your like you said, production, uh, staff, uh, sign-on fees for every single player. Like if uh, was it they're getting like hundred million, two hundred million, three hundred million, whatever they're getting, it's way over a billion. And then they've not, they're nowhere near making any profit yet. So it's a bit, I don't know, very weird. Anyway, enough about live. I I, I want to know something about you. Well, actually, really, really quick, right? Okay, so. Basically, you know, the PGA's total season uh, purse, like, since live, like, basically this year. Have a guess. 
Um, this year, not last year. This year is going to be more, like, way more than last year because of live. It's way, it's way more, but it's not as much as you. Th- it's not way, way more as you think it is, right? Is this including like FedEx, FedEx cup money? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say one hundred and seventeen million dollars. Nope. Is it more or less? More. Is way it more? Way more. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty million. More. What? Three hundred. More. Is it? How much is it? It four hundred twenty-one million eight hundred thousand dollars. Wait, what's this for? The total price money. What? Uh, throughout its throughout its, but there are obviously forty-seven events, right? Yeah, but not all forty-seven events are big events. Some events are no, like no, no, exactly at, uh, like alternate like top prizes, like a million dollars. Yeah, that's right. But these, like you know, yeah, but the Puerto Rico Open or something like that. That's yeah, cr- I, 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 honestly, I genuinely wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, no, but like, but obviously, compared to you know, fourteen live events paying out two hundred fifty million, right, and forty-seven events yeah, yeah. paying out four hundred twenty-one million, yeah. right. That's like obviously a, a bigger average of live. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And if PGA can make this happen, right, over time, when Live finds out its business model, they can absolutely make money, and we all know that PGA is raking in the money. Yeah, but like, it, it's um, it's you know, almost make- because I don't know. I think we're way off. Like, I mean, but also just remember, like, to us, you know, 400 million, 1 billion, they're like, it's just, just like huge figures of money, right? That we'll never reach. Mm. But for these businesses, for these, you know, bankers, these ultra wealthy, you know, oil, venture, you know, venture oil capitalist guys, right? Like, you just shave off, you just basically shave off six zeros, and that's the number that they see. That's crazy, right? <laughs> right? Like, to them, like when they're talking about, they, they're not seeing those these many zeros. They just think everything is like has a million pounds behind it, right? And so it's like, okay, how many hundred millions am I is going to cost me, right? <laughs> and then you know, what's the value? Like one thousand, okay, um, thousand million. That's a billion, right? What's going to cost me, right? Over the next couple of years, you know, okay, yeah, 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 yeah nine hundred million. Okay, I'm going to make some money out of it. Let's go. <laughs> so like, you don't, you know, just drop the million. It's just still in this, basically in the thousands that they think about. I still think Liv is way, like, fair play. Like, they're, they're obviously, they're doing a lot better this year than last year. But I think they're way off catching up to PGA and, and making me, but it, as it, a consumer, it's a long, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a long-term it investment, is, it? Is, it, it, is, it, is, but, it is, it is, but, 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 like, again, I just want to illustrate, right? Actually, it's crazy. And even, like, with the PGA Tours, you know, basically, like, all of PGA Tours um, prize money is basically the wage bill of Chelsea and pff, Arsenal combined. Maybe Man-, Man City. Actually, I think Man, Man United has the highest wage bill. Uh, Chelsea has first, and uh, United is one million dollars behind. Not even that. Less than a million. Like yeah. So basically, like you know, if you add up if you add up the annual wage bill of um, Chelsea and Man United, you've got all of PJ Tours prize money for the year, right? Yeah, but obviously, two teams. Football is like a way bigger sport, way yeah, bigger but, sport than golf, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah, true, but it's just literally two teams in one league, yeah. right? Which is arguably the world's biggest league, as a football league. Yeah. Um, but anyway, right, just kind of goes to show the signs of it, right? We're talking about huge and huge swamps of money, but yeah, same thing is happening in a lot of other sports. Yeah, so. m- money's just mad everywhere. Exa- anyway. Exactly. Anyway, moving on. Enough <laughs> of talking about something, something that we don't have. <laughs> Enough of. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, have you heard back from uh, More Park yet about your membership? Dude, I haven't, and I'm worried. Really? I was playing on my phone when I was playing on my interview, mate. Wait, what? No, I, I think it's going to be fine. But I think um, well, I texted the other guy, actually, over the weekend. Okay. 
and uh, who I played with it was because there was two of us yeah. right um, who played alongside the member and uh, yeah so I texted him have you caught the call up yet <laughs> he said so I have <laughs> so I haven't received anything from Moor Park but his dad is a member and then I think he was playing there over the weekend and he asked like he, some, th- he there's asked no the way he's not going to get in if his dad is a member like yeah, he could yeah I know I know yeah, I know. So, but like his dad was asking around, and they were saying that yeah, he's going to become a member in May, basically. Like you know, but you know, people will probably reach out to him. So to be fair, um, you did call it because when we first started talking about this, like I don't know, four or five weeks ago, you were like, yeah, around May, I'm going to probably be a member. So you did call it. To be fair, but yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I'll give him a call, but it just kind of made me think. Look, I mean, like you know, think about well, worst case scenario. I was like, all right, okay. I mean. He did say that we played a good game together. That he there's no problem, right? But but then again, I was also playing on my phone a little bit when waiting. So, dude, <laughs> wait, you 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 had your phone out when you were playing golf on your playing yeah, yeah, interview. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's just one of those things that just you just forget. But hey, look, I was repairing all my pitch marks. No, I was repairing. That's not good enough, Trenty. Like, you can't be in a playing interview playing with some old boy at a very prestigious golf course, and then you're. I I understand if you're waiting on a par three for the green to clear. Don't get your phone out, Chenji. Like you can do that with me, but you can't do that with like an old boy at some run at a golf course. Some people like really take offense to it. I know. I really know. take I offense know. to it, dude. Once at Kibworth, I had one of the old boys cut two fairways across to our group to tell us to tuck our shirts in. Wait, that, no, yeah, but it wasn't even like tucking the shirt in. The only reason my shirt was out is because it was it was too small for me. So when I swung the club, it would just get untucked by itself. So at one point I was like, forget it. I just can't be asked to put it back in. So I left yeah. it. Dude, he he like marched across two fairways. He was like, took, and he was like swearing at me. He was like, took your effing shirt in. Where do you think you are? And I'm like, relax, mate. It's Kibworth. Like, we're not playing St. Andrews here. Like, relax. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, clubs, I have... Did you receive the call up? I have uh I haven't I have not received the call up. So what I did do, I have joined another club. No way. Yeah, I was like forget this, I can't be asked to wait. Well, I, you I, did say it last week. Yeah, so. I, I I've been waiting to uh to to get a call from the sec- club secretary like, "Oh yeah, you you you're you're officially a member of our golf club." I haven't received that. I was supposed to get the call 2 weeks ago. I haven't received it. Apparently my 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 uh application form was on top of the list, so I should have been, you know, pretty, in the yeah, past yeah. two weeks, got on a phone call. I didn't get anything, so I'm like, I can't be asked to wait anymore. So I've joined Ashbourne. Ashbourne, Ashbourne. For half the price, mate. That's really good. They have an in- intermediate um, Under 35. No, it's from 26 to 40, apparently, which I was like, okay. No way. That's, that's a bit that's of a crazy. big, that's a bit, a bit of a big age, age thing, from 26 yeah, to yeah. 40. And, uh, and the reason why they do this is because obviously they're like, oh yeah, we know that uh, some people are like, uh, financially, they struggle to play golf, so we thought let's just create this scheme. So for at least this year and next year, I'll be play. I'll be I'll, I'll be paying that price, uh, the price of eight hundred and fifty pounds or whatever it is, which I'm actually That's paying crazy. tomorrow. But yeah, it's That's dude, good. Did you pay a joining? Is there a joining no, fee? There is as well? no joining fee. There's no joining fee. Oh, brilliant! So That's full perfect. price at this golf club is eleven hundred pounds. And dude, yeah. you would love this golf club. It's such a nice. I've I've played it. It's a James Bray course. Oh, you, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Mate, and I, I, you know, you know what's really good as well. Sorry, Theo, because you know what's really good as well for you. Yeah, because because it's a James Braid course, you get to play Kettleston Park on the weekdays at a reduced price. No, I did not know that. No way. Yes, for like fifty quid. Fifty five zero. 
five zero. So still a bit more expensive. I think either forty or fifty, but not like eighty. Oh 80, wow! Right? I did not know that. I'm I'm gonna look into that because I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. I miss playing Kettleston. So that's yeah, a good. That's a me, very good shout. Ooh, you've you've got me. You've got my brain thinking now. That's very good. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know how we play like you know back in December. The last time we played together back in December at Royal Blackheath, right? Yeah. That's because I used right you know that James Braid Association reciprocal, right. right? That's why we could play there in the first place, and that's why we didn't pay like you know ninety pounds, which was usually, and we only oh. paid like forty five pounds or something. That's good. That very good. I did not know that. I will look into that tomorrow when I when I when I go there. But yeah, I'm very. It's happy. a good. Tr- it's a good track. I've never I've never completed like eighteen holes in there because the only time I played there was like. In the winter, super windy and oh, wet, no. and I think we, mate, I think we finish on like thirteen or fourteen no, no. or something. Oh, mate, it's um in the in the summer when the weather gets a bit better, they're, they're just fixing the greens now. But the greens are like really fast, but they don't look fast. Um, I've got my first competition, dude. I signed up on Thursday night at like your first competition, Mike. Thursday night, ten p.m. I si- I signed the little members form on on the website. Friday morning, I wake up and I had my membership details. They didn't ask me, for, they didn't ask me for for like bank details or nothing. They just emailed me my um, username and password for BRS and everything. And I was like, what? And then I went on Saturday to play, just gone Saturday. And I went and played there with a couple of friends that, I've, that have uh, swapped from Sinfin to Ashbourne. Yeah. And um, we got to, we, we, I played like the first, for the first time, the full 18. Because last time I didn't play 18, I played like 15 or whatever. And um, yeah, it was like, th- me, even, even like then I was, t- I was talking to the, to the head pro and he never even asked me about, oh, yeah, so um, give me your bank details or when are you going to pay nothing? I was like, I, I brought up the money. Like, I was like, oh, uh, on, I'll come on Tuesday and I'll pay the full amount. I don't want the monthly payment or whatever. I'll just get, get it over and done with. But yeah, the, the normal price is £1,100, which is already pretty cheap for Derby courses, mm-hmm. considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, no joining fee. The clubhouse is really nice. The You know, they, they've got... I don't know, just very friendly, nice people are, are, are around. The golf course is nice. The greens are really nice. Very weird, quirky golf course, and like the layout of the of the holes is really cool. Mm. A couple of holes you can like drive that you can try and drive the green. There's one hole which you definitely haven't played because you, I feel like, like you said I think it's like the 14th or 15th, whatever. Is the one where you tee off and it's uh, it's over a, a like a big pond, but it's a, it's a par four, mm-hmm. and to clear the pond is like 250. And it's uh, you can like drive the pond or whatever. It's 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 a pretty cool golf course. I'm I'm playing there tomorrow with Stell for the first time, so I'm quite excited. Oh, nice. mate. It's it's good. It's uh, I'm excited. And now that means every Saturday now, uh, I'll be playing in comps there, which is very very exciting. And they have comps on Brilliant. Sundays. Wicked. I'm happy, man. I'm glad. I think I've made the right choice. Oh, good. I'm happy for you. Congrats. Yes. So yeah, next week. Back to back to being a full playing member. Right. Yeah. Don't forget to cancel your iGolf subscription. No, as well. it's it's switching over. It's already <laughs> switched over. Oh, nice, brilliant. So yeah, you, you, you just give them the, your CDH number, which is what you're going to do, and then they'll just yeah. link them together with your new golf club, and then you, you don't need to put oh, any nice. cards in. You just kind of carry on with your with the handicap that you have. So <laughs> yeah, cool. all good news, mate. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you next week. It's going to be good. Are you coming from the night before and, st- and staying around mine? Uh, actually, yeah, good, good shout. Yeah, Let's and then it. we can drive together on the on the Wednesday. Yeah, go somewhere good, really cool, and uh, somewhere. Have, we have. A, I can't wait for the podcast. I wonder next where week we're going. Right. Anyway. Oh yeah. That's it. That's well, no, we that's next, 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 next week. Yeah. So in two podcast time. Yes. All right. Anyway. Great. Thank well, you. with that, you know, Chenji's carried the podcast. Ch- the first thank you, Chenji. I really appreciate you carrying the podcast today. I, <laughs> I was scrambling for content, and I, have, I had nothing. 
But yeah, it See, is what it is. It's, I'll do better. You know, you, you, you plan everything, but Chenji will carry through. You, yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. But yeah. Even though <laughs> you're always worried though. I'm, I mean, I'm still worried. I'm still worried. <laughs> One hour in, I'm still worried. <laughs> anyway, cool. guys, thank right, you very no, much Thank for you guys. Like and, subscribe, uh, like and subscribe, follow us. We'll see you again next week. Um, yeah, we've got some pretty cool things coming up. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.